Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your project. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha, and we're going to have a great show today. I have two authors on that can really help a lot of you out there that have been asking questions and wondering how to market and also write at the same time. Uh, Jennifer Connors here and Chris Carlson. And uh, actually the last time they were on, I took my own notes and was writing and used some of the things that they you know, were talking about. So I think that no matter who you are out there that are writers, Everything keeps changing, and there's always new places to go to market. And But the most important thing is to write. And so I, I think we'll talk a little bit about that today, all three of us, because I think we forget, because we are on social media so much, that really we love to write. And most of us don't like to do the marketing. And everybody says you have to get out there, get out there, brand yourself. And yes, you do, but you also have to write. And sometimes you get on and then you just don't, and it's an hour's past, and you go, what happened here, or two hours, and then <laughs> you didn't write. So it's kind of like you need to keep writing more. You know, I know, you know, Jennifer, you have like 80 books, so I think something like that. I don't know. You've got a lot going on out there. So why don't you start off and tell everybody who you are and talk about your company also a little bit, and because um, you have a lot of books out there, I know. Yeah, I'm Jennifer Connor. I've been writing professionally for, geez, I guess about 15 years. And uh, I live in the Northwest, and I write in all different genres, um, romance, paranormal, historical, erotica, horror. And uh, I am also the um, uh, owner of Books to Go Now, which is an indie publishing house that has been in business uh, 12 years and has uh, three or four hundred authors and uh, uh, thousands of titles I've lost track. But anyway, the and uh, recently I've gotten into uh, screenwriting and and I have a, a horror screenplay, Starvation Heights, that um, keeps winning uh, awards. Now I just need somebody to buy it and and uh, <laughs> it's won for for screenwriting competitions, uh, Austin American Horror Film. Film Festival, Oregon Screen Festival, and and uh, one another one last week, and now I need somebody to just make it. So, but anyway, and and uh, well, that so sounds been, easy enough. But it sounds easy, right? <laughs> just get someone that has the money to yeah, do it. Yeah, right? that's what I keep yeah. telling myself. So, I know, but yeah. that's the hard part. Is is yeah, the, money. But yeah, putting it together. And, uh, 
Chris and I have uh, recently written a World War I um, historical fiction uh, with romantic elements um, called Broken Faces. It's based on um, a true story of uh, Anna Coleman Ladd, who I saw a story on, uh, oh, it was a BBC newsreel on her, and I just thought it was the most fascinating story about, it was a time that these men would just get these horrific uh, injuries, especially to their face, in a time where they uh, didn't have plastic surgery. And so um, she made these uh, copper masks that were enamel coated that she put their uh, put mustaches on and glasses and gave them their faces back to uh, give them a normal life. So I just thought that it would it would be such an interesting uh, story yeah. to to tell. So yeah, that is all right. So Chris, okay, yes, <laughs> you have a, you had an exciting first career. <laughs> So yeah. let's go from there. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, well, I spent 25 years in law enforcement, uh, 19 as a detective. I uh, I started in um, the mid-1970s when women were just, uh, by federal order, were just being allowed to work patrol cars. And I worked a, a major, uh, well, I worked Chicago PD, but I had a different name then. I, I worked under a different name. But, um, well, I mean, imagine, 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 running, imagine working there now. Oh, this is not good. I live in Chicago. Yeah. This is not this is not fun. <laughs> well, and then I and then I moved to California and uh, joined the department out in Southern California, and uh, so it, yeah, it was it. I the thing is, I never wanted to write a modern detective um, because there's so many great writers out there that do them. You know, Joseph Wombo and Mike Connolly, they do a great job with it. Yeah. Um, and people kept asking me, but I and I love history because my father taught history. And so I thought, you know, I, that's what my Bloodstone series is. He's a, he's a Victorian-era detective in London. And I love working with him in a way because, because he has no science to rely on. So he is re- literally the old-fashioned detective. What I see, touch, hear, can smell, that's, what, that's the clues I have to work off of. And it was yep. weird as a detective that had science available to her to have to go through that. I had to stop and go, okay, whoa, what am I going to do here? Yeah. You know. Right. It's very different. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. You know, that's the whole thing about writing, writing now and writing then, because you know they didn't have everything that we have now, and and <laughs> you know you can't just pick up the phone or or you know, message somebody. So it takes time to do things. Yeah, you had to door knock a lot of people. There was no, we didn't email or anything right, like that, right. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he he does a lot on instinct. They truly is the truly are the days where people working cops working off of their gut feelings and stuff like that, you know. And um, yeah, but yeah, and then I started writing probably within a year or so after I retired. And my husband tucked me into it because I I had these stories in my head. I I change the ending of that or what a stupid way to do that and he goes you know you've you've talked about this one story and i was bumping around i was like so bored because i was retired and he goes sit down and write that story and that was the very first book i wrote which is a and part of my romantic my romantic series of nights in time and they all have a, a time travel element that's popular now very now Yes, yeah, are. it was. It was, it, and every, the whole time I kept taking classes. Like Jenny will tell you, that we kept, we all, we get offered. Like you know, we will see one day seminars or one day conferences, and I kept saying, I better, I have to go and learn how to do this 
this thing called writing. So I would go to any place I could reach by car or whatever, or short hop with on an airplane, and I'd go, I'd come back and change my, my manuscript. i go, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Change it, you know. So... <laughs> Well, right, you know what, honestly, and I I talked about this last week, you know, actually there are so many different forms of writing now and the way people write, it's like not, there's not one specific thing anymore. You can do a lot more than you ever could before. There's a lot of freedom out there in writing, <laughs> I think, now. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> I so what can so, I say? Yeah, yeah. You, well, I you know that. Reading this book, the uh, my book group read uh, the Lincoln Highway, which is a huge, huge uh, New York Times bestseller, bazillion copies, and he uses no punctuation marks in the entire book. And yeah. and I got like three pages in, and I thought, and it's like a six hundred page book. I thought I am never going to be able to read this. And then I got used to it, and and uh, the story pulled me in. But, but so, anyway, all right, let me. So if, all right, let, let's start off there for a second. Right, you just are saying there's no punctuation. So, I mean, like, if you send something like that to a publisher, what do you think is going on? I was an agent for years. They would laugh. I mean, they'd, like, throw it. They wouldn't even respond to you if they saw something like that. So how is that possible now? I don't, uh, you know. It, well, as it, you there said, isn't the freedom, a, I think a lot of these, yeah, these literary writers that they, they this, this is the second or third book that I have read read that way that they don't have any that they don't have punctuation or the way they word it or that there's no indents or spaces it's just and it's acceptable because i guess it's kind of the cool club thing or something i i don't even know so it's, i can't even uh, imagine but, that i mean i listen i need <laughs> i'm not an editor at all i am not an editor in any way shape or form but and i worry so much about a lot of this and then when you're saying something like this it's like that goes out the window, and that, and you said the person sells a lot. So how is this? I mean, this is very confusing to authors out there. You know, I see all these authors out there. It's my first book. This is, you know, they're so excited and all of this, and then they work so hard on it, and we all do. And then you say a story like this. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's a choice, you know, because somebody was explaining to me that I didn't know that this is a type of punctuating a, a book that I've, you know. I'd never seen it before, and so she was like, well, actually, and I'm like, okay, so whatever, I so guess. it's, you know. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it really does I mean, saying there are no rules, I get, but that's the one thing I say about audiobooks. See, the good thing about an audiobook, which you both of you have them too, is that People can't say, oh, you didn't put this punctuation, you didn't do that. If the person is a good narrator, the story sounds great. And it may not even be, the paragraphs could be off a little, and it wouldn't matter because you're hearing it and not looking at it, and you don't have all those reviewers who know nothing out there go and say, you know, make all these comments. You know, maybe you didn't have a comma or you know, they just go, you know how people, they're going crazy now, some of these reviews, and they're not, it's not, they don't read the book sometimes. They look at the book and they go, oh, this isn't good. And it's just because they feel like they didn't like the book, you know, the, the style of the book or something, but they give it a bad review without finishing it. 
I mean, how do you feel about well, that's, that? Yeah, right. that's, where you have to, that's where you have to develop, I think, a, a, one of the first things you have to develop. The minute you send a story out, it's your very first story, you're just, this is your baby, but you're going to say, if you're going to send your baby out there, you better have the height of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, because there are always going to yeah. be people that are going to find some weird thing to, to, to just, you know, give you one star on or to, to send it back to you and say, this was terrible, I hated your, your heroin, or, you know, and you kind of go, and half the time, I've gotten, I got a, uh, something back in an email that the person uh, on the story I released last year, the World War II story, and it was set in England, and, and the girl was working at the aircraft unit, and this woman went on and on about all the stuff that I didn't, the, all the stuff that I was supposed to include about her being a pilot. Uh. Uh, that, fer- that ferried planes, and I finally, I, normally I try to ignore those, but I finally had to answer her and to say, uh, you know, had you read the story, because I don't think you did, there's absolutely no mention of her as a, the only pilot is an RAF pilot, and he's a hero. She never gets in a plane. You, so what do you, what, the, you still, you're going to threaten me with bad, with bad reviews. And why do they have to do that? I mean, what what is the purpose of that? You know, keyboard I mean, courage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yes, really, everybody you know, has keyboard courage. I mean, now. it's terrible because honestly, to be truthful, the the reviews on Amazon. Okay, I look at uh, years ago. They did, they they were reviewers that would re- review your book. And then you'd, they put you in a newspaper, you'd put you in a magazine or something. Now they have everybody and their brother can be a reviewer. You don't know who they are. You don't know if they hate the style of writing that you do. They'll just, they just put bad things down there. And it's so unfair to authors. I mean, it really is. I, you know, it's just like you work so hard on it and then they, they may not finish the book when you really put it all together. I still believe in a beginning, middle, and end. And so I think it's unfair. But what can we do? Because that's how it goes. Then nothing. You can't, everybody gets to right. put a review they've, on. They've set the rules, and we have to try, to try to live within them. So it's not always easy. So. No, and know, the worst thing I, you can do Chris, as an author is to respond. You can't respond to these Amazon reviewers because they will crucify you at the end of the day. Everybody will jump know, on the bandwagon and you lose loose. It is. Like, I, just, I don't want to forget this because you wanted to talk about this, Chris, about contests, okay? Because we don't talk about that enough on the show. All right. Talk about what made you decide to do contests when you didn't want to. Yeah, you know, I um, I had one. I I had gotten a really, really uh, great re- couple of really great reviews on on uh, the the third Bloodstone book, which was um, which was based on an actual event that somebody told me about. Another police officer told me about, and it uh, it was called a venomous love. And and the the one of the the weapon of choice of the, the killer is a. Um, a Cape Cobra, and he used, you know, which was, like I said, came from a real event, and so I thought, well, you know, it's kind of unusual, and I kind of just, I kind of like just got, liked the story, and I kind of thought, you know what, um, I'm going to send it to people that the, this review company, this really big, like it was Chanticleer, Chanticleer is huge, and you know what, I'm, I'm going to enter their contest, because they have a big audience, and I'm going to see, they like the story, I'm going to see if their audience, how their audience likes it. And so I was rolling the dice a little bit, but I was also playing it safe a little bit. Yeah. And 
I never expected it to, to win a global first prize. And I was like, oh, my God. So that gave yeah. me a little bit of courage. <laughs> so when yeah, the other book came out, the World War II book came out, I thought, okay, I saw this thing for in New York City, and I went, oh, New York City, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I said, okay, well, all they can do is say it was horrid. <laughs> okay, I, I, I can live with that. And they, you know, and I, I did well with that one. So I thought, you know, if promotion and content, if you're throwing spaghetti against the wall, let's just see what sticks. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, you know, there's so many of these contests. Sorry, like the So do you like, like doing it? I mean, do you do it on all your, I mean, which contest do you yeah, no, go for? Yeah, no, because you have to pick your, you have to pick that's your contest because so many of them are so expensive to enter. And, yeah. and that's the same with yeah. the screenwriting yeah. contests that, they're anywhere from uh, fifty to hundred hundred dollars per contest, and and yeah. if you're not, you know, you have to pick your definitely pick your poison in there because it's it's uh, you can enter all of them, but then you're going to be broke, and so it's it's uh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. You know, well, that's one of the things that everything costs so much for authors. But I will say, I was listening yeah. to um, a, a webinar. Uh, he was actually this from K Book Promotions. Okay, um, I they they uh, what? Well, I'll just say it the way it is. Years ago, everybody used to say, "Don't pay for anything." Okay, you shouldn't pay for this. You don't spend for this. Everything should be free. Well, that is you could <laughs> throw that out the door because you have to pay for things. <laughs> and if you are an author and think that you don't want to pay for anything. Forget it. I, it doesn't matter who you're published with. You still have to do promotions, okay? And you get a, you have to have press people. You have to have help because otherwise you just it's you just book will be out there with no branding, no promotion, and you have to. And it cannot be for you have to spend money on that. So K Book Promotions, he um, they you charge for book reviews, but they get them and they do read the books. You know, so he was talking about a lot of things, the, the tag words and, you know, and the fact that a lot of times people say, oh, your book is five years old, just put it aside. No, it's not true. You can still get reviews on that and you can still push it out. And a lot of times people want, they look for a publisher that's fabulous and you can't get in and, you know, they're not going to take you. They just don't, you know. I mean, for 20 years i you know, sent books for people, and they just don't want, you know, the bigger publishing co companies just don't take people, you know. But I think you also have to realize you need to get out there. So contests, like that's what we're talking, things like this, you, it costs money, but you got to do things like this. And you have to pay sometimes for reviews because you don't want to keep begging people for reviews. And that's actually what you're doing because they don't want to do them, a lot of people. You, uh, Jen, yeah, you have you to know be about careful this. with those paid reviews, though, though, because if Amazon finds you paid for reviews, then they will block Amazon those does not take you off of that. Amazon does not take any of their <laughs> reviews off. That's old. That is that is not what people pay now for it. Years ago, no. K book promotion. Oh, you, you're talking about the Kindle, but I mean, if you pay a reviewer, they will they'll take a reviewer, or they won't post the review if it's a. But you know what reviewer, though? So. They're taking reviews off for people, regardless. They take reviews yeah. off of somebody because you know somebody. So, but they don't take the K book promotions off. They will. They don't. Right. He's in Amsterdam. They do not take it. That's their their elephant in the corner. 
<laughs> so well, they're, they're right, making the yeah. money. Yeah, they're making the money off. Well, of he's it, not so from. He's not the, an Amazon. He's not from Amazon. Oh, it's Kindle. But it used to be called Kindle okay, Book Kindle Promotions. Books is, it's not that. It's cable yeah. promotions. But they, they okay. are legitimate promotions where the people read the book and they give a review. Well, that's good. And it's very good. It's a very good service, and they, you know, it's not. You you can get it for different price ranges, but actually, they give reviews. It's because sometimes you send money in or you do something and you don't see the review. This company does it. Okay, and I I only talk about companies that I've used in the past because a lot. That's what's scary. So I'm sure Chris or either one of you can take this question. How scary is it out there for people that just to have things that really don't get done and you really need promotion? So, uh, Chris, take that one because you, if you don't want to do promotion, yeah, what I, do you do? I'm very, I'm very cautious when it, when people. I get emails every single day from people I've never heard of that are saying, if, "Hey, uh, I've got 250,000 followers, and you want, yep. do you need reviews or whatever?" Yeah. I generally, uh, you know, ash can those. Um, yeah. There, you know, if something sounds the way they phrase it or something like that, uh, there are a couple that will be interesting phrasing and interesting links and stuff. And I will go and I will look look up and see what the, what their um, other people have said about them or what other authors said about them. Yeah. Because yeah. if I can't find references by other authors and stuff, I'm really careful now because. Yeah. Uh, not so long ago, a couple few years back, I, uh, yeah, I it was it was it wasn't a lot of money, but it was uh, it, it was somebody that you know it sounded good on the face of it, and it was lesson learned. Yep. And he got stung, and I actually got a contact with him, and I said, if you don't post, you know, I don't want don't post anything, and if a negative review pops up, I'm gonna rep- I'm gonna have my publisher report you to Amazon. Yeah. And so you, you're, these five people you said are going to be reviews will never be able to review anything ever again on Amazon. So send me my money back right here, right now. But it was right. like it, it was still. I thought, okay, you be, see, you, and I, that's after 15 years of writing, 15 years in the business. Yeah, I know. Jen, what, Jennifer, what about yeah, you? Yeah, and um, you have all these authors. What do you I, tell them? What's your yeah. advice to them? Um, <clears throat> the same thing that they they need to to be careful and and um i mean just this morning i accepted a audiobook contract for somebody to put it in and then she emailed me back and she said well i want 150 dollars an hour and i said well that's not what the contract says that you agreed to before we started this so you know i mean even uh, the uh i know it's just everybody i i signed on to for a company to help with some uh um, backdoor website stuff that I'm uh, not as tech savvy with, and for for my uh, cover and formatting and social media ads and company that I own too, and and um, they uh, they took my money and then they didn't do anything, and so I I kept you know like what am I going to do? Well, wow. I had to turn them into pay to PayPal and get my money back because it was like more than happy to take your money but then it's like well you're supposed to do something for this right this isn't just a donation to the cause so so yeah see, I know. see that's a, that's the whole thing it's very you know that's why you know i've been talking about this more the last you know after actually the first of the year because uh, people have said to me you know i've done the show for like 
13 years, and I've had lots of guests on, and we've talked about a lot of the things in the past, but we haven't talked about a lot of these things now we're talking about again. You know, and I think that's what people need to hear because they there's so much out there. It's confusing. It's overwhelming. And then and they end up getting ripped off a lot of times. And that's really, you know, a big problem for people. I mean, it really is, especially yeah, because with, of, you, yeah, you know, pricing. Right. And with uh, uh, self-publishing, you know, the doors are open the floodgates are kind of open and everybody during covid wrote a book and they're throwing it up there but they they don't want to pay for an editor they don't want to pay for cover design they just want to throw the book up there and and then they're shocked when you know they don't sell a million copies and but you you're going to have to pay somewhere if if, even if you're self-published the self-published authors that chris and i know that they pay hundreds of dollars for authors, well, I have to pay, I pay that editor and that cover designer to give them those things for free if they publish through my company. And so you have to pay it one end or the other, you know, so it's... Uh, well, see, that's the thing, like they, and, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter who the publisher is, too. I mean, even you, it, people need to help themselves. They have to absolutely do something that puts themselves out there because it's not the publisher's fault, you know, if they don't sell. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, one of the things that work, has worked for me, is, and Jennifer will tell you this, um, I do a lot of tours. But when you look at the, tour, the you know, book tour, author tour companies, and, and there are a, a number of them out there, you know, uh, the, the, you know, learn, see which ones that they, see what, what books they're really promoting, because a lot of them, like, they favor romance, or one will favor fantasy, their, readers, their readership, their, their followers are fantasy readers, or their, you know, or their thriller readers, or whatever, but pick, um, pick a company that, that, is, uh, that, that really does a lot of work with your genre, and if you, and, and ask other authors, because like Jennifer has referred several authors to me, because I do tour a lot, and I can tell them, well, this, this, this company, these ladies that do this one are really good, they follow up every day to make sure that you're posting yeah. one up, or this company, this woman does a really good job, and she covers all genres except for, you know, let's say memoirs or something, and don't go to this company because they never follow up. Still, but That's it will right. cost yep. you. It's probably going to cost you a hundred, uh, between a hundred, hundred fifty for a, a bunch of stops. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I, but you have to get your name out there. Somebody, somebody yeah. has to see you to know you. You wrote a book. Yeah, because otherwise you're not right. Otherwise they're not going to find you. It's nobody's fault because how many? I mean, Amazon. Look at the look at the competition. I mean, it's. It's unbelievable. I mean, there is there's so many authors, and like you said, during the pandemic, everybody probably wrote a book and then they put it out, you know. And then it's all in the same pool, you know. And to get right. yourself out there, it's very, you know, you have to pay for banners, you have to do things like that, you know. I mean, I I do a lot. I believe in people need to have a lot of banners. They have to have. You know, for Instagram, they have to have a lot of different things, but you can't keep putting the same thing over and over. You have to keep, dip, you know, and I, I think that it, once people realize that everybody's not going to do things for them for free, it will be a lot better for them. And it is expensive. It, it gets expensive, cause, but it's a continuation of how you want to brand yourself, whether we like it or not. Right. We don't like it. You know, we don't love it. One of the you new know, things but, that Amazon's doing is is uh the amazon a plus ads which is 
um, because I was looking at all these big dog writers, like, I don't know, just Kristen Hanna out of the, yeah. out of the air, that she had these uh, – she had all these uh, graphics and stuff in on her Amazon page, and I'm like, well, how did she do that? And so it's the yeah. Amazon A+, which authors can put those up, or they can have them uh, designed and then put them up. And so um, it can it can be excerpts from your book. It can be... I um, thought it was so confusing, though. I thought A+, plus, I, I tried it, and I went like, I, you know, I lost patience. It was just, years ago, they used to help you at Amazon to do things. Now, they don't. So they give you the link, and they tell you how to do it, but it's not that easy. I don't think that A plus. I want to do it myself, but I, you know, yeah, well, someone else. To- yeah, contact contact me, and we'll hook okay, you up. Okay, well, so it's uh, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> anyway, look at I, you yeah, know, people it, do lose it, patience it with this. Few. You know, they do lose patience. Right, because everything this, you, you know. just learn one thing, and then it's something else that's just completely new. But that's everything, and as you said, with Facebook and Amazon and all of this. It changes. It's, it's, and it's as Chris changing. said, spaghetti on the wall is exactly the yeah, right term. Yeah, because that's it's right. That's just, a good term. You just yeah. never, you never know which direction to point your feet in because it changes in 30 seconds. So it's, you know. And if you do a lot of genres, you're like I do, and you know, and you do, I mean, it's, and, you know, we all do, you know, some people stick to, my advice to people for marketing, though, it would be, it's better if they actually stick in one genre for uh, PR, it it's easier. Fun. Come on. No, it's not. I don't do that either. I, I'm, I'm one that doesn't, <laughs> but the fact is, it is not easy to promote that way. You know, because you, you got, you can't promote like a children's book the same way you can promote, you know, an a fiction book, you know, an adult fiction book or something. You can't. And it, and so that's what happens. I had to take some of my books. I changed my website and took all my children's books off because then people get, you know, upset if you have an erotic book near your children's books. I mean, you know, I mean, this is a lot of nonsense lately that people are so intense on things. You know, an author's an author. An author can write whatever they feel like. They should be able True. to, you know what I mean, and and not feel that they have to change their name twenty times, you know, to say who they are. I mean, you've got a lot of authors. So, what about covers? I mean, you were mentioning covers before, you know. Uh, when you have an author, do you pick out the cover? Do they pick out the cover? How do you work that with them? No, yeah, they they fill out a book information sheet and and uh, do that also with the. Um, the outside company where if people want custom covers or if they buy stock photo covers. And so like when uh, Chris's cover with the, the, is it Cape Cobra, right? Did I say it right? The, the uh, a Venomous Love, yes. That, that's the one yeah, with the Cobra. The Cobra. She said she wanted a, a girl, on, a woman on it and the Cobra and the Tower of London. And so then, uh, gives gives direction on uh, the design, and then um, you know it, it depends on the publishing house. I know that uh, some of the romance places like Harlequin are pretty notorious, or they were anyway for for you know your your guy has brown hair and green eyes, and they make him a blonde with you know whatever. So it it's but, whatever, <laughs> but try to we try to yeah. try to work with you know, um, try to work with the authors because ultimately they'll be happier with their book if they're happy with their covers. So it's, yes. 
And yeah. you have you, you know you know Marcia you know uh, Jennifer Jennifer's um, designer J A Miller has done almost all my covers. Really and they've, she, the she just does great. a fabulous job. She works real close with the author. And what helps, I would tell a new author or any author, is uh, if you go to the stock image sites and pick out kind of what you want ahead of time and, and let, the, let the designer know, I like this picture for the, for the heroine, I like this hero, yeah. I like this yeah, background shot, it, it, it saves a lot of time. And, and uh, I mean, unless Jenny disagrees, but um, I, I found it helpful for me. In my in the yeah. designer that yeah, I work with, for that she knows. because you know when we write books, we have. In fact, I'm just starting a new new book, and I've already got the guys printed off and the gals, you know, the pictures because I have to have a visual in my head when I'm writing, and so I yeah. think that helps a lot of a lot of authors when they do that. And but then you have somebody in your mind of what your person looks like for your cover, and sometimes sometimes it's doable, sometimes it's not. But you know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, because right, we right, try. it might not look right or thing, something like that, right? You know, you know, I've been lucky with my covers. I I do look at you know Shutterstock a lot, and then Fidelity, she seems she's a graphic artist, so she seems to figure out what I need always. But I, she already knows. I mean, I've known her for fifteen years, so you know. But it, it's hard if you're starting with someone and they if they get disappointed so i i agree with what you're saying it's better to just kind of say what you might like you know it doesn't mean it's feasible but it might be you know and yeah uh, we were just cover- working with somebody yeah. that she uh she has a, a hunky african american guy with rasta braids to his waist on a farm <laughs> and i was like no. okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And so we did it. So it's, uh, but um, anyway, it's, it's look yeah, at, this, sometimes this is all very time consuming, but, and that's the point. When you write, you have a book cover, then you do an audio book. But so you really have to realize that the publisher, or if you're publishing it yourself, it takes a lot of work. This is not easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really Absolutely. isn't. There's so many steps. You know, and I think people, if they think this is easy, this is not right for them, or if they think they're going to be millionaires, that's not happening. It happens <laughs> occasionally, but not all the time. So I think that the more books you write, the better it is, but you also have to write a good story. You know, that's important. Uh, you know, you talked about branding. Another thing to keep in mind with your cover um, which I've done um, with, like I said, with the, the designer, uh, Jenny's designer. Uh, I, I worked with her, and on all the um, historical romance, the romances with the time travel element, there's a picture, a stock image I got of a knight with, on fiery night, because behind him is this giant flames. And with the Bloodstone books, as the background, there's a background in black and white, a banner of London. You can see the Big Ben, you can see the, the bridge, the tower, uh, tower bridge. And it's a nice thing to put on your covers. If you're going to do a series, put it along the bottom because then people people will begin to associate that that banner that you're doing, that fiery night. Oh, this is going to be a, that one of our time travel books. This is going to be the Victorian book. Oh, that's and that's a good sort idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right, that's a good idea. Yeah. And it's pretty you easy know, to brand stuff, you know that, and it's important it, yes. as, as Chris said. So it because if it's especially if it's in the same series and. And then I don't think that's too much of a problem anymore, but if you, I mean, if you, if it's a sexy book, it should have a sexy cover. If it's a sweet book, it should have a sweet cover. If, if it's vice versa, you're going to have a bunch of upset readers. And so yeah. 
because yes. just yeah. reading the blurb and looking at the cover, they're not going to know what they're signing up for. And, and it's usually the sweet readers, but the, they'll be very upset if it's a spicy book and they did not sign up for that. So, you know, it's, it's, well, uh, that, well, that goes right. That, see, that's the different, that's the thing. If it's a spicy erotic type book, you know, and, uh, you know, this this is um, this is how it is, though. I mean, they get very irate. So I think that um, you have to let them know, right? And, you know, but then again, if you have write an erotic book that's not, ba- I mean, I, I don't know how you say it, not erotic, it's not that erotic, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, like out of five, it's like two. But, you know, you have to tell them something because they do get upset, but then if you put erotic in anything that sometimes Amazon puts you all the way in the bottom and no one ever sees erotic books. So this is another problem for people. We've dis- I've discussed this on many shows. But so there are a lot right. of problems with, to... with what you do, but you can't yeah. really lie to them, you know, because a lot of times they do pick a category so they can get to the top that has nothing to do with their book. And, and, and it, it doesn't work forever. Matter, that's, Illegal yeah, or work. unacceptable in society, then you're going to have a problem yeah. publishing that yeah. anywhere, you yeah. know. So, because yeah, um, Amazon is fussy uh, too, they 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 watch, you know, is they do they do pay attention to a lot of things that people think they don't. They do. You know, well, you know, another thing I mean, too, if you think as a new writer or something, you think I'm going to write to the market because let's say, I don't know, like oh, vampires yeah. are really good. popular yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to write a vampire book because yeah. uh, everybody is selling hotcakes. If you write to the market, you are going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Chris I like, and I have I, kidded about the fact, you know, with the vampires, it's like, how can you come up with a different story that, you know, it's like it's. But if, I mean, if that's what you're passionate about, then you should write it, but don't write to the market. There's a. There's a difference yeah. there. It's like, you know, if yeah, you have absolutely. a new story, a new twist on something, then do it if that's what you want to write. But don't write because something else is sold well because by the time you get that out, it's, they're going to have moved on to something else. So Right, right. I think just write, you know, I think the best advice I give authors is just write the best you can write the story. Make a, write a good story. That's it. Don't write yes. a story for someone else or what they think. Write a good story that has a beginning, middle, and end, and try to get yourself some reviews and go for it. And then if, keep going. Don't stop. That's the thing. That's why I do and my you were show talking, for all these years. Marcia, you were talking I, about yeah. the time. I mean, we all have, you know, that's how you know when you're a professional writer, if you're editing one story while you're writing another, while you're promoting a third one, you know, I mean, that's what you have to do. You can't, as you said, you can't write one and then sit back on your laurels and go, oh, this is the best book that's ever been written because right. it may be, but then, you know, yeah. you have to promote it. You have to tell people it's out there. You have to do all yeah. this other stuff and because and, otherwise it's just going to fall by the wayside. With, right, with and it is, and it is books, hard. So. It's very hard for people. And, you know, I think that that's one of the problems where a lot of people – you know, just get out of the market. They're upset sometimes if their first and second book aren't selling that great. You know, I think I do better on my with audiobooks, and I think, you know, uh, I love audiobooks myself. And so I think people, you know, I think um, with Babel, let, let's talk a little bit about Babel Cube for one minute. I just don't want to forget this because, all right, I found out about Babel Cube from the two of you. <laughs> so, um <laughs> 
it's not that easy to do, but it's really good, and it's really good for branding to get yourself out there with a foreign international type, you know, with your book out there internationally. So, Jen? Yeah, Babel Cube is a, uh, it's basically, a, well, it's a free service to sign up if you're self-published. And and uh, my publishing company uses it for, for our books. And uh, then you put your book up there, and then it's whoever uh, picks it up. And it yeah. is... Um, languages from, you know, Spanish and French, but then I just had a, a couple of books go up in Africanese that, um, oh, that's and uh, uh, Polish and Portuguese and yeah, I had sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah, when a, a narrator or a translator, excuse me, picks up a book, then they'll pick up other ones, you know, by the same author if they have, have more than more than one. And so, um, and I, I need to do that more myself with my own books is to contact library systems. And because I'm, I love using the libraries to read magazines now and do different things. And, and they have whole sections with uh, books in Spanish and, and uh, in French. So how do you, read, what do you do? Call the libraries and uh, no, you need to do some research and figure out where the best contact person. Yeah, you can, but um, yeah. more of a major, well, you're in Chicago, so more of a major, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the smaller branches probably don't have the buying power to do that, but like the yeah. Seattle Library and the, uh, that I use, that um, they have whole sections of foreign language uh, books, you know, so if you contacted them and said, hey, I have, you know, X many books in French or Russian or German or whatever that they they might might pick them up and so it would be some additional sales. So it's it's something that doesn't cost you anything um as an author. You just have to go through the, the uh because, right, steps but, but that's the it. problem though. Yeah. Look at all the steps we've just talked about about all of this. It's it's <laughs> um, it's yeah, and as so Chris mentally growing. Yeah, Chris knows that with her, you know, she does a lot of promotion and and uh it's a lot of steps, you know, to make a few sales. So it's yeah, I know. So I think that you know, I think that's a good thing to talk about. So we we you know, but I I would like to talk about a few other things because both of you are award winning. So, you know, let's talk well, I think we because you both did historical talk about research, you know, um I think that, you know, I used to love to do research, but now when I'm writing more romantic comedies, I don't do as much as I did if I wrote, you know, dramas before my screenplays and things like that. So how do you feel about how much do you put into research, which you, I evidently you do because, you know, you were talking about that before. And do you like that? I mean, I thought that was a good part of writing research. I, Chris, I, I'm going to jump – I'll jump in here. That, uh, the, okay. I, I enjoy research. Um, and like for the last book, like the Akat girl, that was like I said, the, the right. anti-aircraft team and female right. anti-aircraft team in, in during World War II in England. Um, th- there is so much on YouTube. They have the actual footage of dogfights between the German, the the Messerschmitts and and um, Spitfires. They had interviews from the survivors, that the pilots and stuff. Um, it was great. It was it was an incredible amount of stuff that's archived. BBC archived all their broadcasts. 
Um, great. And then I played I played big I played big band music while I was researching, which made it even more fun. <laughs> see, that's good. Yeah. See, I think that. Okay. Yeah, the YouTube's and the things like that are. That's an interesting thing. I wasn't even thinking about that to get information now from that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and the story that we just wrote, the World War One, that there's actual uh, footage, a whole short uh, information about her, and there's, and you know, you think of that time frame that they, they may not even have uh, movies or whatever, but they did have some. They had footage of her and and making these masks and working with the soldiers, and then there's just yeah, they, there's stuff like that, but. You know, and if you're doing research, um, and Chris can speak of that too, that you need to think out of the box, and you you need to not be afraid to ask people that are uh, specialists on things or that know more yeah. than you do, because that's that's okay. And so one of the one of the things I learned early on is the library system has uh, a great service called uh, Ask Ask a Librarian or something like that, and they will send for books like on the oh, other side of the country. That's good. If you're if you're writing a book about you know the whatever you know the Statue of Liberty and you need this specific book, they then the librarians love that because they're not just like drunk dial questions like how many buttons are on Mickey Mouse's pants. You know they they love to look up stuff like that and send send it to you and and uh, yeah and and this World War One. Book that it has a lot of uh, ceramic and what kind of kilns do they have? And so I contacted the ceramic teacher at uh, actually somebody in our writing group suggested that, and and uh, the ceramic teacher at the college, the community college, and she she sent me back like three pages of information on how to build a brick kiln that uh, you know. Well, see, that's the thing. I, I talked about this once because you, even if you if you research all of this, even if you use it for one or two lines, at least they'll be accurate. Do you know what I mean? You know, so Correct. that's a good and, thing. Yeah. I mean, and, that's important. And, you know, prepare yourself, too, that some people are going to ignore your, your request. But some of these experts love to – they love when you give them a pose or a question – and they love to be asked about this as something they know about. And if it's a, especially if it's different, I, I had a, a section in one story in, in, in uh, my, my nights in time where I, I didn't know I had to drain a moat at a castle. And so I thought, well, who knows how to drain a moat? So I, I wrote the, I emailed the Army Corps of Engineers. And I said, I, I wrote the Army Corps of Engineers. I said, I know this is a strange question, but the year is 1356. So you know what kind of, this is the kind of equipment they had. I need to drain them out. How would you go about that? They, th- there were three of them that came out and went, oh my gosh, nobody's ever asked us this. This is so intriguing. <laughs> and you know. <laughs> yeah, I contacted the fire chief of the, uh, in our, in Washington state here. Cause I was like, how do they put out fires? And Oh, you pump the water up from the lake, and that you spray it on the, you know, on the, on the, on the fire. And so, yeah, I mean, they're as she said, if they, if they're not interested, they'll blow you off. But most, ninety percent of the time, and if you give them a thank you at the uh, beginning of the book, they'll usually go buy your book, and they'll tell a few of their friends to go buy your book. Wow. Too, so. it's- <laughs> I used to go, listen, when I was writing screenplays, I used to go to the Skokie, I used to go in Skokie Courthouse, which is in, you know, close to Chicago, and I used to go and sit there all the time and listen, you know, and eventually the, the judge, you know, they would 
have someone come over and ask me what I'm doing there because I'm writing while people are talking and they don't know. And I said, I'm not from a newspaper. I'm just, they go, so then and a lot of the, you know, the prosecutors, they would sit and look at me and they go, like, why are you doing this? I said, I find this interesting. He goes, oh, some of this is so boring. It's the details. But, you know, <laughs> it was just being there for me made it all, you know, more, you know, I was learning. You know, and I think that's the one thing, the good thing about writing is look how much we've all learned. I mean, when you really think about it, all all the things well, that comes into writing part, a book. Right? That is the, the fun that's part. That's the fun you know, part. While you're talking, the very you reminded first... me of, did, did you ever see Desk Set with, uh, is, <laughs> yeah, saying Ask the Librarian? Okay, and... it's an old movie, <laughs> and they, and it was, in while you were talking, it reminded me of that because, they used to answer questions. <laughs> they pick up the phone, the library, and everybody would ask questions, and they wanted to do away with it. I guess computers had just started, and the computer was screwing <laughs> up. And so there are these women that knew every single little detail that someone would call. So, I mean, you know, that's what's exciting about writing. You can have to call someone. So I think it's glad, good that we talked about that because I'm, I'm glad to hear that a lot of these people are out there for help. But sometimes you're you know, on the worship, and, and don't forget, don't forget the the people that you know in your personal life that that can be useful. I had a couple. I had a, a medical question. I had a medical question about damage to a, a knight that was blinded because his helmet got shoved into his eyes. And um, I, so I talked to. I have one of my my ENT is also a facial reconstructionist. So I told them, oh, I said, "Would yeah. you mind, doctor? Would you mind, doctor Yankai? Can I call you uh, with some questions? And can you tell me like how this would happen? How this would heal? What would what were the results?" Be. Wow. And he, yeah. he, I, he talked to me for 45 minutes, answered every question I had. It, it was, was so great. cute because he said, oh, my God, you're sending me back to my days as resident. But he answered all <laughs> these things. And then I, I put a, a, a note in the back of the story. So I want to send out a special thank you to Dr. Michael Yonkite, who was, you know, oh, whose advice was, was immeasurable. Yeah, because, see, those are the things about writing. You know, I mean, like as we're all talking, this is a very exciting part of writing. It's not just selling that book. It's about getting that story that we have in us out there, you know. And, and the worst not thing being, you can do is not do that research and then write, write. something completely oh, yeah. dumb in it that, I mean, is like really dumb, you know, that and then have everybody point that out when you release it. So, yeah, you need to. That's, that's terrible. Yes, the, that, that's really bad. Research, yes. so. You do not want that. Right. That's the one thing you don't want. You know, and I mean, look at, I think all of these things go into writing a good book. And, you know, you become, you learn so much by writing. I think, you know, I had a whole other career, you know, and I was worked for doctors, I worked in hospitals, I was a lab tech, and, you know, and like you're saying, you know, Chris, that you were a detective. I mean, all the things that we learn along the way helps us writing. I mean, that's the one thing that's bad now for people is they can't, with COVID, people weren't out. Writers like to talk to people. They like to sit in coffee shops. They like to do all these <laughs> things that we don't do now as much. And that's, writers need that. That's how we listen right. to I'll tell you, them talking. I'll tell you another thing for a writer, and I think Jenny will agree, because she's part of, we're all part, Jenny and I are part of the same critique group. You really need, there's four of us, everybody in the group writes a different genre, mostly, and you know, and we all have multiple books out, and um, you really need somebody, not your mom and dad, not your husband, not, my, although my <laughs> husband's a very good critic. 
He's my husband's very, very good. good. He can catch a lot of stuff. But you need you need you need people to read your work and say, Okay, this didn't get through. I didn't understand what you were trying to say or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of Because you never you know because we go over it so many times. Yeah, they I know I've heard horror stories of people that are and not that they're bad because there's a lot of good ones, but the online ones, because people again have keyboard courage and they will rip you up and they will just be horrible. But they yeah. won't tell you what you need to do to improve, you know, and, and yeah. Yeah. you can't, you got to make the Oreo cookie, you know, the good, the bad, yeah. the good, because otherwise they'll just throw in the keyboard and never write again. And so it's like you got to, you know, if they're so in do person, you both, they I mean, now that you're doing a lot of historical, do you watch like, you know, Downton Abbey, you know? Um, oh, the God, Gilded yes. Oh. <laughs> do you both do that? Do you both watch... That the gilded yeah, life, eight, the gilded age. So I want to have a show like yeah. that, a Hollywood show, just with that. So do you both want to be on that show? Because I, I have that down as a note, and I have sure. one other person that I have, because I think Downton Abbey and you know watching the gilded age is so you know, I mean, it, look at look at the costumes and look at uh, everything that they wear and do. I mean, it's so interesting to see all that, you know. And, I, I'd you love know, a, a show like that. Okay, you want to... I'd right, love I'll to be on a show like that, yeah. Okay, yeah, just to talk yeah. about that, because I think Gilded Age is, uh, you know, I, I couldn't figure out, like, just the guy, the, the lead guy, you know, with the banker, I couldn't think who he was. It was driving me insane, you know, so you get to look at... and See, I, I just felt like I knew him. He ended up... He was on Homeland for a lot of episodes. But, you know, a lot of times people drift in different ways, but, see, when I'm watching something, it just... They have to figure out why I know them because I listen to their voice, you know, doing dialogue. I'm sure you both do the same thing. When you hear a voice, it, you recognize it whether you don't the person when they're on TV. You right. know that voice. Yeah. And, and I, you know, so and that's I mean, why I have the IMDb because I have to look it up because it drives me insane. Don't you get I'm crazy? Like, I yeah, just right. saw this guy. What did I see him in? You know, so it's <laughs> right. I do yeah. that all the time because I got to know, you know. And I do think the Gilded Age, you know, it's some very, very good performances out of that. That's really good. I mean, you know, I mean. These are, you know, like, you know, and I never really was that, you know, I wasn't much on historical, but I did watch Downton Abbey, you know, and I do watch Gilded Age, and I just, and I watched Outlander and all these that I never used to watch. So I think people need to open up, you know, uh, and try some new things. You know, I'll tell you what, was it like exactly. where, where it makes you where it makes you crazy is uh, I was watching you know like um, Atlantic Crossings, which is about you know the princess of Norway during World War II and her yep. relationship with FDR and her husband, the prince. I'm looking at this guy. I mean, he's very handsome. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him. I'm going. I know that face from somewhere. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I went, Oh my God! In the Last Kingdom, he's. Uttred's stepbrother in the Last Kingdom, okay. where he's right. like this uh, dirty old Viking. Oh, you would, I mean, he's got big beard, long it's hair, it's skinny hair. Aren't you excited when you find it? I, it's like so exciting. I yes. go, oh, God. Yes. I, I knew there was this person. Oh, my God, he's because a Viking. You, you never know where you're going to see these people, and sometimes they're in roles that they were never in before and it's like oh they're good you know i mean but that's how i get too because i have to know who it is i won't rest until i figure out who it is because i just have to and i do think now with well TV, especially that's why, now and yeah yeah and 
I'm a huge uh, Broadway geek, and so there's at least three actors in the Gilded Age that are huge Broadway stars. And yeah, so somebody, I'm like, we were oh talking gosh. about that, right? And so, you know, uh, yeah, you know and of I, course, Broadway well, closed down for the last two years, and so good for them. You got some yeah, excited. I think Audra, there, uh, so Audra is one. She's one from Broadway, and well, so is uh, Christine Baranski. She's Broadway too, and I love her. She's great. You know, and I, I think it's a really good series. I mean, I really like that. You know, and I, what's happening to me is I don't have time to anymore to watch all these. There's so many. I have like a list, and I start one. You know, I watch Ozark. I have so many different. You know, they're they're not the same genre. So you know, for the shows, like I think <laughs> well, we're going to do one next week, Jennifer. Jennifer, you're on the the beginning show for the year because we're going to just talk about a lot of different things yeah because we don't know i don't know where to even now there's just so many shows you know we you know i picked a few categories last year and i wasn't going to do the show i thought oh man if i'll do it again and then i thought oh i will do the show because you know i'm probably going to do soap opera i probably do a lot of those shows because i think you know it's fun for people to do a lot of different new things you know talk about you know the things that they watch okay so i'm going to put you down here for both of you i'll contact you for the gilded age and yeah okay because those are such interesting characters and just you know if you really think about it when you their love life whatever their marriage whatever the same problems occur in in now is then it's just right. you're, you know it's just different players but it's it's life you know and that's what makes it interesting for writers i think there's so much to learn so i think that people if you're listening out there and if there's something you want me to talk about let me know you know, because after all the years I've been doing this, I sometimes don't talk about certain things that we used to talk about before, you know. So I think today was very helpful because the two of you, I got a lot of information from the two of you, you know. Yeah, and if you, any of your listeners want to contact, I don't want to speak for Chris, but if they want to contact either one of us probably and, and ask writer questions or whatever, I, I'm always open yeah. to talk to talk to people and so it's yeah me too i mean oh, yeah. you know, and i think that that's a good thing yeah because you know you know there's a lot of questions people have out there and so i think that don't feel that you can't ask people but i do say one thing if you want to ask a person a question try not to ask the people in that you're on facebook with that aren't even in the same genre or they write don't ask don't ask them questions don't take a lot of advice that's they're giving you because some of it's really bad advice and it's scary yeah. right and there's just you know, a I lot hear of stuff mean people I, out there yeah yes and they're giving them bad advice and it's it's sad yeah so you know and if or you have a question or yeah. mean sake yeah and it's not good. I it really, I always feel bad about that because I see what they're writing them. You know, and you also have to be a little more upbeat because this is a very hard profession to be in. And you really don't want to stop somebody who has talent because they're scared or, you know, or overwhelmed. So, yes, and if you want, you know, to reach someone through me, just let me know, you know, anybody can find me. And, you know, I'll, I'll get you to the right person that you won't, that will give you an answer and help you, not hurt you. 
it is, there's a lot of that I say out. sometimes, though, that motivation comes from uh, good, but it also comes from, from bad. And it's like Chris yeah. said, of having, you know, a Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, skin. But, you know, uh, uh, Debbie Maycomber, the author, just lives down the road from me here. And, and uh, yes. she yeah. was at a, a writing, writer's conference, and she tells the story over and over. And the guy got up in front of hundreds of writers and told her, your book is so bad give up writing, give up your job, and basically to never write again. To her? Really? Debbie Maycomber. <laughs> oh, well, then maybe all when the Hallmark was, movies that they made, they make a lot of Hallmark movies for books. Well, and series. she sold over 100 million books. Yeah. And she's yeah. written probably close to 200 now. So, yeah. but, you know, it may not be your genre of book, but she has a huge bevy of readers that they're yep, hurt. she they're, does. You know, and... So this guy got up and told her, don't, you know, don't ever write another book. You're such a horrible writer. And if she had given up that day, then she would not have a suite at the Seahawks game and a full walk-in wine cellar and whatever else she has and and a trip to the Bahamas every year. But she has the satisfaction uh, that she does, you know, she has the satisfaction that she has all these people that wait for her stories. And that is quite that is incredible. I mean, every author would like that. They have and you have that waiting. satisfaction yeah. running into that guy 10 years, 20 years down the road and go, yeah, you want to <laughs> say that again to me? <laughs> but she yep, would never yep, do that because yep. she's way too nice. But I probably yeah. would. <laughs> 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 you remember me? But yeah, you said this. Never write another book. Yeah, that's me. Would you like mm-hmm. people? Would you like I remember you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. That's, you know. So I mean, and if there's and if there are any shows that you would like me to have a show about, I think we will do that. You know, I mean, actually having well, next week we're doing that show, but I'm actually having Dick Belsky and uh, Vincent Zandri, a uh, Fran Lewis, and I are doing a show with them about men that cooked, and especially men that have been cooking during the pandemic, because they're both very <laughs> successful authors. Through and whatever, and they're great guys, but I thought, well, this could be fun because they both cooked, you know, cook, and a lot of men don't cook. So we thought it would be fun to have a show talking to them because Fran doesn't love cooking, and I don't either really that much. So we're (laughs) going to have these guys on talking about it. You know, because that's the thing about podcasts. You can do, you know, when I started doing podcasts, nobody even knew what they were. They'd go, like, where are you? You know, where where can I get you? Where can I find you? But now you can have fun on podcasts, you know. I mean, it's just life. You know, it's good to meet people that you never would have met ever. Exactly. And actually know them. I mean, exactly. I think it's true. Great. Yeah, me too. I think it's great. So, I right, thank you both. And I want you to both give your links out where they can find you and anything else you want to tell them. Jen, Jennifer. Uh, no, thank you for having me on again. Oh, you will. I always enjoy it, and and great. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I just worked for three hours at my grandson's uh, three-year-old preschool this morning, so now I'm going to go oh, take boy. a nap. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and they can find you at your. I, I put them out here, but you know, uh, yeah, put your website on the page. Writer or at uh, Books to Go Now. So yeah, great. Right. Okay, and Chris? and then Chris has. 
Yeah, I can, you can contact me at Chris Carlson, and it's, you know, uh, Carlson with a K, Chris Carlson uh, Writer at gmail.com, or you can go to chriscarlson.com, which is my website, and um, that is another one. There, I have all my trailers for every book there, including that the World War II actual footage for the last book. Um, and you can go to my Facebook page, Chris Carlson Author. And either way, I check all of those daily. Yeah, and you're on. Uh, I put both of your websites on the show page. So in the show page, these are these are indefinite. These are on iTunes afterwards and on demand. You know, so this link is a good link to put out if you want to put it out. So because authors like to hear, you know, um, some of the they like to hear your voice. You know, I mean, I think it's you know it's very good to be on shows because I think it it brings people closer to you to know that you're real. You know, your people, you just, we're all the same here. So, you know, so I think that that's one thing about podcasts. That's great. You know, I mean, I love it. You know, after all these years, yeah. I still love it. I do. It's fun. Well, that's all right. good. That yes. Love okay. And so, Jennifer, well, I'll see you next. And then, Chris, you'll both be on the other show. Yeah, I'll send some dates for that. So it was great having great. you, and I hope, I hope everybody enjoyed it because the information that you just gave people will really help people. You know, it's important. Right. So that's a good thing. Yep. Thank you. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. And have a great Thank day. You. Take Bye-bye. care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.